Have you tried CTC math yet with your child? Here's a testimonial from another happy homeschool mom. Amber said, I'm absolutely thrilled with CTC math. It's a rare find that I've used with my children for more than five years now. I have six children using CTC math and each child has found it easy to navigate and very applicable. I love seeing them enjoy this math program and grow in their mathematical journey. Thank you so much for all that you are doing in providing quality math lessons for my children. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I'm back today with Rick Green. If you missed our episode on Monday, go back and listen to that. Um, I love having Rick on the podcast. I'm so honored that you've taken time out of your really busy schedule. <laughs> you are such a busy man. One of the bus- busiest I know. Um, you and Heidi St. John, I don't know how you <laughs> guys even function uh, because you're always traveling and doing different events and speaking and you know that's why when we when we do events together it's like two tasmanian devils just spinning around you know and going going crazy yeah no joke it's crazy but there's work to be done and so you're here to do the work um i want to go back to what we were talking about on monday we were talking about the importance of teaching our kids history and the constitution and all the things that relate to our freedom as americans what is the difference between what is being taught in the public schools and what is being taught through a program like biblical citizenship, it's being taught, of course, from a biblical worldview, but what does that mean? How is it different? Yeah, first I'll say to the public school system itself, you know, 20 years ago when I was a legislator, my complaint was that they weren't teaching enough of American history. Teach, they weren't teaching the Constitution or the Declaration. They weren't teaching these principles that were needed. That's why I passed the Teach Freedom Act, which requires kids to read the Constitution, read the uh, Declaration. That was the complaint 20 years ago. Now the problem is not just that they're not teaching truth, they're actually purposely teaching lies. They're literally teaching poison to our children. This this critical race theory, I mean, all of these, I mean, they're teaching critical queer theory. All of these things are poison in the minds of our children, and they're literally teaching them to hate themselves, hate each other, and hate their nation. I think we're the only nation in history that's teaching its kids to hate their own nation. So it's really dangerous, dangerous things. It's why we're seeing a lot of the turmoil we are in the country right now. It's why I encourage people, get your kids out of the public schools. Homeschooling is the way to go, or private school, but homeschooling, we've loved it. We've been able to spend all that time with our kids. And, um, you know, we see the fruit of, of that investment in, in our kiddos. So that's just kind of my warning against the public school system. The difference in what we're doing is we're saying, first of all, we want our kids to know truth. We want them to know history so that they don't repeat the bad stuff, but so they can learn the good stuff and learn what works and what doesn't work. And the reason we do it from a biblical perspective is because our founding fathers in America knew the Bible has the answers to every problem you can face. And that includes government, includes how you treat your neighbors, how you form your neighborhood and your society. What are your rules going to be for living in this compact of society, whether that's local government, state government or federal government? And so we do that from a biblical perspective. Biblical citizenship in modern America is basically saying as Christians, as believers, what does the Bible tell us we should be doing? And then as Americans, what does the Constitution say are the rules of the game? How do we do this? How do we govern? What do we want to vote for if we want freedom and prosperity and and liberty, you know, religious liberty and all of these? If we want that to be the output, then what are the inputs that will produce that? And so that's what biblical citizenship in modern America is all about. It's also fun. It's got a lot of cool people in it. Kirk Cameron and you know, Congressman Barry Loudermilk and Rabbi Daniel Lappin and David and Tim Barton. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of cool stuff in there. Charlie Kirk and Bob McEwen. So fun people to learn from, yeah. uh, but done in a very empowering way. It's very action oriented so that after you do those lessons, 
there's something for you to do at home and in your community to take action. So give kind of an example of what is taught, like how are you teaching people through this course? And and again, you mentioned this in the first um, episode, this course is free. This is a free course that people can right. take. They can download the videos, they can download the workbook and take this for free, but not just for themselves and their family, spread it out, do this in your homeschool co-op, do this with friends from church, do this with your neighbors. Um, so this is not something that, you know, Rick is trying to sell. This is Rick's ministry of let's get this information out into the world because it's so important. We have to know what our freedoms are and how to protect those freedoms. But give some examples of how you teach that through the course. Yeah. yeah and, and I think one of the important things about, it's not about what we're teaching. It's not just knowledge. It's wisdom because mm. it's it's actually biblical knowledge, right? It's right. not just a, a bunch of information. It's actually how do we apply this in a principled way? And, and so just to give you an example, in one of our episodes, Tim Barton actually takes us through the history of America um, with regard to this issue of slavery. So so right now, a lot of Americans don't know how to feel about this. You know, uh, if you're a black American, you're wondering, do I have ownership in the American dream or should I hate America because of slavery? If you're a white American, you're wondering, should I feel guilty as a white American? Is there white supremacist guilt if just because I'm white? And, and should I not be proud to be an American? And they've really created this dynamic in America where they've divided us and they've made us want to tear down America instead of right. build up America. So what Tim Barton does is he said, okay, let's just look at this from a historical perspective, not emotional, not 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 just uh, one-liners, but let's look at it in the context of history. And he blows away the narrative. He goes through the real history of what happened. He shows that America was a bit player in the whole slavery thing. I mean, you, you listen to some of these people, they, they actually say on the floor of the United States Senate, a, an Ivy League educated United States Senator said that America invented slavery. Yeah. Now, Vet, that had to be the worst Sunday school class in the world. Because he never read the Bible. To, exactly. It's like, wait a minute. Joseph was sold by his brothers into, oh, that's right, slavery. I think that was before 1776. Moses led the children of Israel out of Egypt out of, that's right, slavery. That was before. Anyway, he goes through the history of slavery. He shows America's role. And the shocking thing, I actually sat back and watched Tim's presentation with my jaw on the ground. Mm. Because the shocking thing, I didn't know this. We were the first nation on the planet to ban the slave trade. We beat England by three weeks. We were the fourth nation on the planet to end slavery and, and 600,000 casualties to do that with the Civil War. And yet today we think, wait a minute, we were drug across the finish line kicking and screaming. We were the last. No, that's all a bunch of lies. So anyway, he does that with facts. He does it with the stories. And the coolest thing is he tells great stories of black patriots that helped to found this nation, that helped to win the war. And the reason that's important is so that black Americans can see that and go, I have ownership in the American dream. Yeah. It wasn't just a bunch of rich white guys that founded this nation. Some of the greatest heroes were black patriots. So just bringing all of that truth, not shying away from the ugliness. We know slavery was awful and, and horrible and, and was wrong, but it was the condition of every nation on the planet at the time. So again, that context, right? Stepping back and looking yeah. from a 30,000 feet view, it changes everything. And then you realize, wait a minute, America actually became the greatest national force for good the world has ever known. You yeah. start realizing that we shed our own blood to save other nations, to spread freedom around the world, that even when we were attacked in World War II, after we defeated those nations, we took our own money and went and rebuilt the very nations that had attacked us. So the American story is amazing. It's been, we've been lied to uh, for so long that a lot of people have bought that. So that's just an example. And, and again, it uses biblical references. It uses factual information, uh, non-emotional to say, hey, these are the facts. You actually should be proud to be an American. And here's how we can restore these things. Amen. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. 
What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts, and we say, this is what you do, step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com. We are back with Rick. Um, the other day, Garrett and I were in the car and we were talking about just all, what the things that are going on right now that, you know, 30, 50, 100 years from now are going to be history. And I know you don't, you know, have, have a, a crystal ball where you can look and see into the future. But what do you think people will say about what's going on today? hundred years from now. Do you think that truth will be told? Do you think that this, this story is going to be completely morphed? <laughs> like, you know, the story of, you know, slavery. I mean, it, it's so interesting to think about that. Like, what are people going to say? What do you think? Well, I hope that what they say is that in, in 2020, uh, the world was run by the most highly educated idiots in the <laughs> history of the world. Uh, and they'll quote, they'll quote Romans 122, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Yeah. And I think because we rejected God's uh, wisdom and, and the Bible, that's really why we ended up just really foolish yeah. decisions. I mean, in time, once people can step out of the fear, they're going to look back and go, I cannot believe y'all did those things. Un unbelievable. The cost, the human cost, the lives yeah. lost as a result of the bad decisions and the lack of science and the lack of logic and all the things that happened. But um, I hope that that truth is taught. There is a danger that, that, that it's not going to be taught, that that, sure. that we're going to end up in a in a literally George Orwell 1984 Ministry of Truth situation where they um, literally erase truth and rewrite history. I mean, history is written by the victors. And so right. it really depends on on what happens to America over the next 10 years. Do we return to a place of free speech? Do we return to a place of of, of liberty or, or do we keep going down this Marxist path? And I, I don't use those a term like Marxism to scare people or hyperbole. I mean, this is literally right out of Karl Marx's right. plan. This is, if you read Naked Communist by, by Cleon Skousen written in 1950s, I can't remember the exact year, um, it, it's, it, we're watching it happen right now in our nation. And, and there are people that genuinely believe in socialism and Marxism and they want America to go that way. And in many ways they're winning. And so the question is, will enough Americans wake up, push back against that and freedom win? I believe it will. I'm starting to see some even some trends right now and some some changes, even in blue states where I, I think there's real hope for our nation. Um, but you're right. There's no crystal ball. And it, yeah. and it really depends on what people do. Now, God may he may have a specific design and plan that's going to change all of that. I, I do think that that Deuteronomy is right in, in, in that, you know, if we follow God's principles and we and we honor God, there are immediate blessings that he put into the laws of nature um, that we'll, re we'll reap. If we don't, there are immediate curses and, and problems and yeah. just 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 results that are downstream from those bad policies that will happen. So it's oh. it's up to us. That's really what I'm trying to say. It's, it's up to us and the decisions that we make. Absolutely. I am reading through the Old Testament right now, and I just finished uh, the book of Jeremiah. And I, I just, I read that book with a broken heart. Yeah. Um, because I mean the whole Old Testament, because you look at how the Israelites just continue to over and over and over and over again. And their kings, you know, they did what was evil in the in the sight of the Lord. Like they just continued to disobey. And they yeah. knew the consequences of their actions. They had experienced them. 
And then you might have mm. a good king <clears throat> mm. who then rules well for a while and then they forget. And then they might have another good king who comes back, very few of them, and then they forget and they continue in this pattern of sin. But the thing that's such a bummer and so frustrating is that those who really want freedom, those who want God's freedom and God's blessings experience the pain and the suffering because right. of the sin of the others. And that's a hard thing for me to grasp because not that I'm perfect by any means, I am as sinful as anyone else, but I'm trying so hard to raise my girls to love the Lord and to serve him with their whole hearts. And I feel like it's it's constant battle between me and the world. And, and the world is fighting for my girls' hearts and souls, and I'm fighting for their hearts and souls. And it is a really hard battle to fight. And, and I know you know this. I mean, you've got four kids and you've been fighting this battle as well. And so you're saying that you're seeing hope in some areas. Where, where do we, I, I know we find hope in the word of God, but as a Christian dad, who's looking at what our kids are facing today, how can you give us some hope? Well, I'm, I'm, first of all, I'm feeling many of the same things you are. I'm reading right where you are in the Bible as well. Um, and, you know, it reminds me of it rains on the just and the unjust yeah. alike. But I, I literally, literally just yesterday. So I'm right. I'm just ahead of you in Lamentations. And I'm reading out of the Founders Bible. Okay. And there's this great little art, this great little inset or whatever you call it. I don't know if you can see that or uh -huh. if I get it to focus, but um, it's Daniel Webster. And I got, I got, just got to read this to you real quick. It's pretty short. Okay, so this is what Webster said. If we in our posterity shall be true to the Christian religion, if we and they shall live always in the fear of God and shall respect his commandments, if we and they shall maintain just moral sentiments and such conscientious convictions of duty as shall control the heart and life, we may have the highest hopes of the future fortunes of our country. And if we maintain those institutions of government and that political union exceeding all praise as much as it exceeds all former examples of political associations, we may be sure of one thing, that while our country furnishes materials for a thousand masters of the historic art, it will afford no topic for a given. It will have no decline and fall. It will go on prospering and to prosper. That was if we follow yeah. God's commands. But then he says, but if we and our posterity reject religious institutions and authority, violate the rules of eternal justice, trifle with the injunctions of morality and recklessly destroy the political constitution which holds us together, no man can tell how sudden a catastrophe may overwhelm us that shall bury all our glory in profound obscurity. So there's a warning there wow. from Daniel Webster years ago yeah. that it's up to us. It's our choice. And so the place I find hope is, honestly, I'm blessed. I get to go around the country and, and, and speak at meetings and visit with people, do these youth leadership programs where I see in these 18, 19, 20-year-olds the remnant that God is raising up. And so I see real potential for saving liberty. Mm. Now, I will be honest with you. I don't know that that's going to happen for the whole country. I'm really at this mm -hmm. place right now where I think what probably is going to happen is because so much of the nation has bought into these lies, you're going to end up with really, really blue states yeah. where the leftism just dominates and re and much redder states where people re come back to that liberty and back to that that uh, those those basic common sense values. The hope that that I get is definitely out of the Bible. And I think reading the Founders Bible helps because you read what happens is you read these things like Lamentations, and then you read what Founding Fathers said about that particular verse, and it gives you such good perspective on how to apply the Bible to our lives and and and, and to government. Um, so I, I see hope in the remnant that God's raising up, and I get to be around that remnant. Most people don't, yeah. and so they feel like they're alone. 
They yeah. feel like they're the only ones in this fight. Let me tell you right now, you're not alone. Elijah thought he was alone. 7,000, God said, had not bowed their knee to Baal. I'm here to tell you there are millions of Americans that feel exactly like you that are watching this right now. They want to save our country. They want to save liberty. They want to do exactly what you're describing with their own kids. They want to put them in an environment where they can thrive and enjoy um, religious liberty and, 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 and financial liberty and, and, and raise good families and all yeah. of those things. We're with you on this, and I truly believe there's going to be some some safe havens for liberty, some states that really flourish and restore these things. Um, I, I, I would love to see the whole nation be like that again. I think that will require a true revival. I mean, God's going to have to pour out his spirit and true revival. I hope that happens. I'm sure. praying that that will happen. It could. We're seeing little signs of that. But if it doesn't, in the meantime, we got to do some practical things in terms of, of restoring liberty for our families. Amen. And one of those places to start parents is by having your kids at home, homeschooling them, discipling their hearts, training them up in the truth of God's word. There is nothing more important right now than training our kids in truth. So uh, thank you. We're out of time. We're going to yeah. be back tomorrow to finish this conversation. And we're going to talk about this exciting event that we're going to be doing with Rick in March. We are going to be going to Patriot Academy's Constitutional Defense Course in Nevada, right? Where, where is it? Pahrump? Is that how Pahrump. you say it? It's just outside of Las Vegas. It's going to be the time of your life. Yeah, don't you. go to Las Vegas. Just go to Pahrump. But it's our <laughs> front site. We're going to talk about that in the next episode. Have a great rest of your day. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Bye. Every year, parents just like you are discovering Classical Conversations, a vibrant, supportive Christian homeschooling program that's been equipping parents since 1997 with the resources, tools, guidance, and encouragement they need to homeschool their children with confidence and prepare them for a lifetime of success. Visit our website at classicalconversations.com to find a nearby community and learn more about homeschooling the Classical Conversations way. Classical Conversations, Christian homeschooling simplified.